Hello, friends, and welcome to Mondays with Mia. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. I hope you're all doing well. Um, I'm a bit drained, to be honest. It's Saturday, and my finals are next week. Well, they've kind of like been going on, so I'm kind of just like, my mind is all foggy and feeling like overwhelmed on social media. I don't want to start off the podcast too negatively, though. But yeah, that's just like how my week has been. Been trying to keep up with the K-drama episodes, obviously. That's really what like gets me (laughs) through the week. Um, And to be honest, I feel like, I feel like, okay, first of all, I just want to thank everyone who follows me and everyone who's so kind because I opened up a Google form, which by the way, please go, if you would like, um, enter the Google form. It is in the bio of my Instagram account. It's like, it's a link inside my card, you know what I mean? So you'll find it. Um, Basically just a Google form for me to get to know you better and to just like, you know, maybe get back to you. I've had a lot of entries, so I'm just trying to get back to all of them. I've already gotten back to 54 of you, but I think the rest of you, I'll just have to get back to you after my finals are over. So yeah, I I love to get back to people immediately and, you know, tell them I appreciate them, but, you know, it's just been really busy recently. I also want to talk about, I don't think a lot of people understand that, like, this is a one-person thing? Like, I don't, okay, I don't want people to think I don't appreciate, like, I really do. It's just, like, a very small number of people who do this, but, like, people who will DM me or comment, like, immediately once I post any video they'll immediately comment like, have you seen this show? You need to do a video on this show. You need to, t- I, I, need, I need to hear your thoughts on this new episode and like blah, blah, blah. And like, while I really appreciate how people want to know my thoughts, it's like, this is not my job and it's not like an immediate thing. Like, I don't just have TikTok. I also have Instagram. I also have this podcast. I also have YouTube. And then I also have like school and church. And like, I also like, have alone time. I don't know, sometimes I feel like some people just expect me to like make videos on what they want to watch and then when I don't make videos about it or if I make a video on like something else, it like doesn't do well and like and then also people sometimes overstep their boundaries where like this I don't I don't know, maybe I'm like being weird for like getting upset about it, but this girl like kept on commenting well first of all just like a lot of people like to comment on my videos and tell me who they think I look like which personally the first time someone says oh my gosh you look exactly like blah 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 I'll like be like okay thanks like but then the more and more and more people like comment that it just gets really annoying and I've already kind of said like you guys like don't compare me to like k-pop idols or k-drama actors like please like i just don't like it and then this person made a video where they went to my instagram account like my person not not the instagram that's linked to my tiktok like my mia Guogo. they went to like my personal instagram and like found photos of me and then like made a tiktok video like putting my photos and next to like this actress's photos and being like i think you guys look alike i was like what are you doing? So anyway, I really like to be free online and like share my life with you guys because like I said, like 99% of you guys, I really feel like we're friends. Like I sincerely appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Like I'm pretty open, honestly. Like I follow a lot of you back. I do my best to like create content that we can both enjoy. 
but then it gets difficult when I'm like, okay, I feel uncomfortable now, you know? So I had to make my Instagram private and delete like 400 of my followers from my personal Instagram account just because like, I don't know who you are. And then (sighs) I also had to like delete a lot of TikTok videos and Instagram posts because I was just like, I feel like people just see me like, oh, 20K followers on TikTok. I can just go to her personal Instagram and like take a picture off her Instagram. Like, what the heck? Anyways, I was just kind of like pissed off about that this morning. So I'm not like as positive as I used to be. I mean, not used to be as I usually am. And I feel like a lot of people tell me like, oh my gosh, you're my comfort content creator, which I love to hear that because that's literally the reason I still do this is because when I see your answers in the Google forms, when I see your DMs, like when I see your messages, I'm thinking like, these are the people I like, you know what I mean? Like we're friends. These are the people that I'm doing this content for because I sincerely love all of you. And so I hate it when I have like these negative emotions because like I don't want to share these negative emotions because I'm like, I don't want people to feel negative when they listen to me, you know, like, like I want people to have like comfort in my content, but I have realized recently that I've also been restricting myself from expressing my own feelings because I'm scared that other people will feel negative from my feelings. And so I've today, I just wanted to open up with this, not to be negative, but just to say like, I need to go back to doing content the way I enjoyed it not to say I don't enjoy making content now with like the way but it just sometimes I'm like I have to be honest and I and I am honest it's just like I have to be honest with myself like I want to express my like the whole reason I made TikTok and like Instagram and all that was so I could just be myself on the internet but now I feel like since more people are following me I feel like more people have expectations of me and this kind of perception of me which is so scary I'm so scary like I mean I'm, I'm so scared of like being perceived um in a way that I'm not you know what I mean so it's like I want to still express my feelings though like I still want to be a human and but how can I expect people to accept that you know like it's like, okay, now I have all these expectations of me and a lot of these followers that don't necessarily, you know, because like, again, 99% of my followers, I truly believe we're friends, you know, but it's like some people just make me want to delete social media altogether, which I won't yet, but I'm just saying like, I don't know, like it just, it's just, it's just kind of exhausting when I feel like people don't appreciate the time and effort I put into all this because this is not my job and like I'm not really profiting from any of it <laughs> so um yeah I feel like I would just wish some people would view me as like a normal 19 year old college girl who's just having this as a hobby trying to have fun trying to make friends but I feel like some people either overstep their boundaries just because I'm on the internet you know so Anyway, I wanted to share that with you guys just because on this podcast, I feel like it is a safe space for me because I feel like here's how it goes. I feel like if you're like, if you just generally know of me, you're on TikTok. And then I feel if like, oh, you actually like my personality, you'll follow me on Instagram. And then it's like, oh, 
if we're actually like close friends um or even just like you know like we talk to each other and we follow each other and you know i appreciate you you appreciate me then you go on to my podcast you know what i mean so i feel like this is kind of a space where my audience is like mostly if not all people who actually appreciate me so that's why i feel comfortable sharing that on this episode because this is not something i would say on tiktok because i feel like 20,000 people don't actually like me <laughs> so and not on instagram either because would you believe like most of the nasty stuff i've gotten is on instagram even though i only have 5k on there so anyway guys i asked you know on instagram <laughs> sorry way to transition um i'm just feeling exhausted today guys i really am um but i'm still doing this podcast not because i feel like i have to i mean i do feel like i need to um but just because i want to and i want to communicate with you guys anyway that was just a mini rant about how i've been feeling recently just with so much it's kind of overwhelming but Today, first of all, like I already said before, please fill out my Google form if I, if you know you feel comfortable because I do want to get to know you more and maybe for listening to this you already have um, and like I said, I'm going to try to get back to you all after my finals are over next week um, and now I asked you guys on my Instagram story for my podcast, some give me some K-dramas or K-drama characters, any K-drama thing um, and I will tell you my honest opinion about it. And I got a lot of responses. You guys really gave me a lot, so I'm really grateful. And I'll also might talk about some that you didn't give me just so I can talk about them because I finished rewatching Coffee Prince recently and I also finished watching Extraordinary Youth maybe like a month ago because you guys kept asking me to watch it. So I'll first I'll share my opinion on Extraordinary You because I haven't actually looked at what you guys said so i don't think anyone mentioned it this time no no one mentioned it this time okay um overall i don't really like high school k-dramas i think because i'm not in high school anymore i just don't relate to them and i also think they're kind of silly and stupid most of the time and you know kind of have the same plot over and over and i'm just not about it but i mean there's nothing i don't feel anything negative towards high school k-dramas um true beauty was a high school k-drama that i watched last year and by the way it's been one year since true beauty first aired and okay i'll talk about that later but anyways back to extraordinary you i thought overall it was a sweet drama i feel like i can understand why a lot of people like it for me personally i think it had a lot of flaws but i don't really think a lot of those took away from how cute the drama was i definitely think it's a comfort drama for a lot of people I really liked Haru and, um, you know, just like the main couple was my favorite out of the whole drama. The side characters, not so much, but, um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting his name. I'm forgetting his name, but he literally carried the whole show. Thano's best friend, the second lead guy who was like, you know what I, you know what I, if you've seen the show, you know, I, why am I forgetting? I started with a D. I'm forgetting his name, but he literally carried the show for me. He was so cute. His personality was amazing. I hope he, you know, got more screen time. But anyways, about Baekhyung, I can see why people like him, and I definitely tried to like him because I do get second lead syndrome a lot, and I definitely think the writers did him very dirty. However, there was no competition between him and Haru for me. 
like Haru is Haru like hello like I just feel like Haru is just so much better not because his personality is more complex or anything because let's be real Baekhyun's character is more complex it definitely had a lot of potential but obviously the writers did him very dirty I think if the plot went differently I would still like Haru more because I think there's something so special about how simple Haru is and like how gentle and how perfect he is for Dano's personality because their personalities go together so so well but I can still understand why people would like Baekhyung like as a character by himself but literally every time Baekhyung did something good and I was starting to like him he would like the writers would make him immediately do something terrible so I'm like all right the writers are just toying with this character they don't actually care about this development so yeah that's my opinion on Extraordinary You I'm not gonna rewatch it or anything but it was worth watching there was a period where like I really had to force myself to keep watching it maybe like halfway through but um I mean overall it was it was kind of good honestly I kind of enjoyed it okay moving on to Coffee Prince you guys it's literally like one of the best k-dramas in existence like i don't care who you are you need to watch this k-drama like it's so good i think it's from 2007 so some people are like not wanting to watch all their k-dramas you guys like you're missing out like it's so it's insanely good first of all the chemistry off the charts like oh my goodness and i want to talk about the second couple as well I posted about Coffee Prince recently on my TikTok, which surprisingly got good feedback. Um, but anyways, I posted about it and some people were saying like, oh, I hated the second lead uh, female character. I thought she was so annoying. And I was astonished, honestly. Like, I loved her character. And I will say this, it's kind of unpopular, but I'm just going to be honest, you guys. I just think there are certain K-drama characters that you can only appreciate if you're at a mature age. I'm just gonna be real. Like, if you're 13, yeah, maybe you won't understand her character, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's a lot of characters in K-dramas, there's not like a good or bad spectrum. Like, it's kind of just like, do you understand the character or not? Like, are you at an emotionally mature age to understand this character's behavior or not? Like. I feel like a lot of the hate she was getting in my comments was like literally from 12 year olds or 13 year olds on TikTok and I'm like okay if you're 12 or 13 first of all maybe you shouldn't watch Coffee Prince because it's kind of a mature drama and second of all like I don't know I just feel like similar to a lot of people who hate on Han Chipyong, I feel like there's a lack of emotional maturity there now if you didn't like Han Chipyong's character good for you um <laughs> I mean, maybe that's just a preference thing, but like you have at least to understand, like some of these characters in K-dramas who you might think at first are like bad characters, maybe you just don't understand what their experiences are or like their feel, like I don't know, like and she's just one of those characters, like I loved her. I can totally see how some people might misunderstand her character, but by the end of the K-drama, I actually liked her more than her like husband so i mean it just depends on emotional maturity and again this is just my own opinion you can disagree with me and get mad at me i definitely think you have to be of like of a certain emotional maturity to understand some characters in these mature adult dramas like 
And yes, coffee print is very lighthearted. It's very cute. It's very charming, very comforting. Definitely a drama for like multiple age groups. But I'm just saying like there are some parts of the drama that if you're 13, you probably won't catch on and you'll misunderstand. You know what I mean? And I really like the second couple because it showed more of a mature adult cool relationship between two people who mutually understand and love each other and so the main couple was just amazing like so amazing i love how it broke so many stereotypes and the friend group was amazing unpopular opinion though there's one of the per- there's one of the guys in the friend group who worked at coffee prince i do not like i think he's a scumbag i do not like him um a lot of people seem to like his character I really think, yeah, he's a funny character, but, like, he's actually, like, a bad person. Like, I genuinely don't like his character. I feel like a lot of people might disagree with me on this, but his actions were not good. He literally outed her, and also every chance he got, he would, like, tell her about, like, this is what you need to do to, like, appease a guy, and then that one time he, like, hit on a girl, like, so many, so many times until she, like, and I'm just, I don't, like, maybe it's because it's an older drama, that's just how, like, you know, some male characters were, and that's totally fine, but I will say, all in all, please go watch that K-drama, sorry I ranted for a little bit, but that K-drama is definitely worth the watch, there are so many scenes in that drama where, like, the tension and the right, like, the writing of this drama, because I'm a sucker for feel-good dramas, but especially if they're written well, because one thing is I cannot stand TV shows, movies, dramas that are just not written well and like don't have a good plot, like, you know, fulfill everything, like come full circle. Coffee Prince is one of those dramas, like the writing was perfect for me. Okay, you guys asked about it's okay to not be okay, Kumun Young. A lot of people asked me about what I thought about it's okay to not be okay. A lot of people asked me what I thought about her. Um, I liked the drama. It's not one of my favorites in the whole world, but it's a very well-produced K-drama. Objectively, it's a very good written K-drama. Like, it's a really good quality show. Like, I really think that the themes that were explored, such as, like, mental health and also, like, friendship and platonic love as well were really well explored. And forgiveness was definitely a good topic to explore in that drama. Like, the drama was so unique I understand why it has all the hype. I don't know if I can say it's overrated, guys, because I genuinely think it's a really good drama. Is it personally one of my favorites? No. But, like, I recognize that it's a really, really good K-drama and really special to a lot of people. Komon Young's character, I feel... Okay, here's the thing. My mom and I watched it together. I watched it first, and then I rewatched it with my mom. My mom does not like Komon Young. Um, She liked her a bit more towards the end, obviously, when her character developed. But my mom is just one of those people where, like, first impressions matter, you know? So, like, (laughs) especially with characters, like, my mom is kind of just, like, if she sees a character and the character's not acting in a way that she would like a person to act in real life. My mom is very realistic. Um, So she always is, like, she was, like, Mia, if that girl was a girl in real life, I would not like her. And I'm, like, I get that, but this is a show. (laughs) Anyways, my mom did not like Kumun Young at all. She thought she was very stuck up, very rude very bratty. She obviously, like, understood, you know, the backstory and why Kumon Young is like that, but, you know, my mom just still did not like her, which is totally fine, and I think is a totally valid thought. Like, I feel like some people attack people for, like, 
you don't like Komun Young. Like, what's wrong with you? She says she's like so badass. She's so cool. She is badass and cool to me. But like, not gonna lie, guys. If if she was a male character, like a lot of people would hate her. You know what I mean? I do think Komun Young's character development is a really good plot point of the show. Like, I really loved seeing her character develop. I personally thought she was very funny at times. I thought. You know, this is just someone who needs to be taught how to have empathy, you know, because obviously she doesn't really like understand people's emotions and she's very self-centered and the whole point of the show is like showing her journey to developing, you know, love for herself and love for other people. And so I really liked her character development. I will say she's not like the best character in the show for me. She's not someone that like She's not a character that's like a favorite of mine, but I will say the acting was on point, the writing was on point. I recognize like how amazing the drama was written, especially when it came to her character. I really thought her character development was dealt with really, really well. Okay, someone asked me about Tune In For Love. I did watch this movie recently because a lot of you recommended it to me. Um, And by the way, I want to say the actor and the actress... Um, they're both very, very, very talented. I am a fan of both of them. Um, the story itself, here's the thing. I like open endings. I like happy, hopeful endings. But with this movie, I don't know, guys. Like, I felt like I wanted it to end better. Like, I understand the ending made sense. The plot made sense. I really like the overall message of the story. I really think... You know, their story is really beautiful. I just, I don't know, the ending felt right, but it also felt underwhelming at the same time. And I kind of just wished for something more. I don't know, guys. Maybe maybe I need to rewatch it and, like, change my opinion. But I don't know. Just, like, that's just, I'm, I, that's how I honestly feel. Like, I wish it had a bigger sort of clearer ending. Okay, it says, please review our beloved summer. Okay, so when I'm recording this, only two episodes will have come out. So my opinion on this drama might change. Um, I have seen the first two episodes. I'm going to tell you guys, I'm obsessed. I love this drama so far. I think the plot is so refreshing and so unique. And all the characters are so interesting and likable. Emphasis on likable. Likable characters. Um, Which is why I was stunned. I was too shocked to speak. I was too stunned to speak when I went over to TikTok. And again, some 13-year-olds on TikTok got a lot to say about these female characters that they don't like. And they were like, okay, which maybe I'll talk about this another time. But sometimes I feel like it's a bit of internalized misogyny. Anyways, but these girls were commenting on my TikTok like, I hate the female lead character. She's so annoying. Uh, Okay, maybe she's just like... You guys, if you watch the K-drama, she's not that, she's like not annoying. Like, I don't understand. Like, she's an okay character to me. She's just very realistic, very, like, I don't, anyways, I'm not going to rant about that. I'm not going to let 13-year-olds get on my nerves. But Our Beloved Summer is a story about two individuals who went to high school together, filmed a documentary, fell in love, dated for five years, broke up really badly. Five years later, aka 10 years from the time they met they have to meet each other again and film another documentary and i just love the plot i think it's so interesting and the characters are so cool 
there are a couple side characters that I'm really invested in. And I think I love a good K-drama with a good main couple, but then also strong side characters, you know? So I'm not going to speak too much on Our Beloved Summer just because it only has two episodes out. But I will say I will be keeping up with it. I will be reviewing it, editing it. You know, I just, I love the drama, guys. I really do. Okay, this one says Goblin. I haven't watched Goblin in about a year because I rewatched it last year. I love that drama, guys. Um, in the beginning of the drama, did the main female lead act a bit questionably because she was kind of acting like a kid and like it made the age gap more obvious and it felt kind of weird to watch at times because like she was acting like in a way like, you know, to make it obvious she is a kid, she's 18 or whatever. Um, in the beginning it was a bit weird for me, but I have to say I love Goblin. I love all the characters. I love all the relationships. I really think it's such a beautifully made drama. Like, it'll bring you to tears. It's very emotionally... Like, you will be invested, you know what I mean? Um, it's definitely a drama that's very, very popular. And I think for good reason, though. Because with fantasy dramas, it's very difficult for the storyline to be consistent. But I really think Goblin's storyline was consistent. I really think the plot was well-written. I think the second couple stole, stole the show for me, honestly. I think that's the case for a lot of people. But overall, I think the drama had a lot of strengths. And it's a really beautiful drama. I really do I really do like it. I understand that some people, you know, it's not their cup of tea because it's fantasy. But I think it's worth a try, even if you don't like fantasy. Reply 1988. I've already talked about this. Um, one of my all-time favorites. I really love how it explores, like family ideals and friendship and of course love in a romantic way my favorite couple from that show is uh, Sonu and Bora I really really love their relationship this one says weightlifting fairy came back to you because I had a different view on the majority of people who watched it okay if you're saying that I'm assuming you didn't like it because <laughs> the majority of people really really love this show and I'm one of those people I really love weightlifting fairy came back to you I think it's a perfect college romance that has friends to lovers it's also kind of like bantering like i dislike you but i guess i have feelings for you now kind of thing um i really think it's a cute comfort show it's really enjoyable to watch it's really refreshing and if you don't like it maybe you got bored or something i don't know but i personally never got bored i think that it's worth the hype because of how it makes you feel like the drama really makes you feel good guys and i think some people might say the storyline's not unique or whatever i really liked it i really liked the female character um she's not the typical female lead i also like the male lead he's also not the typical male lead i really liked the characters and i really liked how they interacted with each other and i really like the show guys it's one of my favorites this one says touch your heart i loved touch your heart. I was in the mood for a cute, fluff, not really plot intensive, but just mostly about the romance drama. It was good. I liked it. If you're looking for a cute comfort drama to watch during the winter time, definitely watch Touch Your Heart. I also liked all the side characters and I just liked the plot. I really did. This one says, Dear My Friends. Dear My Friends is one of the most underrated K-dramas, in my opinion. I love that K-drama. It deals, I already talked about it on this 
podcast, but it's definitely a comfort drama. It's very cathartic because it deals with generational differences, generational differences, and like mother-daughter relationships, and it, it just in general, it's about this um, maybe like 40-year-old woman or something um, observing her mom and her mom's friend group and how, you know, they grew up and researching into their lives and it's really it's a really special drama it's really it'll really make you think about life and you know what'll happen when we all get older and the feelings you have towards your parents and definitely very cathartic i watched it with my mom we both loved it uh kim namjoon himself said that this is his favorite k-drama of all time in a v live around last year during the pandemic so that's the reason I watched it, and I fell in love with it, definitely. So this one says, Something in the Rain. I love Something in the Rain. I do admit I skipped a couple of scenes that had to deal with, like, the family and some of the side characters. But, like, overall, the drama, I enjoyed it because of the chemistry between the main couple. I think that's what really kept me going. Um, the ending is kind of, like... You know, I won't spoil it, but like it's a happy ending, but it's also kind of a kind of a rushed ending a little bit. But I have to say, you might get annoyed with the K drama if you insist on watching the whole thing because it is very up and down. But honestly, just do what I did and binge it and like skip the parts that you don't want to watch. Like you get the best experience from that, in my opinion. This one says, "When the camellia blooms." I loved this drama. This is another drama where sometimes I skipped little scenes here and there, but honestly, overall, I enjoyed this drama. Uh, it's a, like a comfort drama for me. It's set in the same town that Hometown Cha 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 was filmed in. It's kind of like a cute country romance type of thing. She also moved from the city, but she's more like... Her character is very different than Heijin. And Dushik... And the main character in When the Camellia Blooms, the male character. Um, their characters are not like super similar, but they definitely have some similarities. Um, they're just really, really good male characters, really positive male characters. There's no toxic masculinity at all. One of the biggest reasons I love When the Camellia Blooms was because I fell in love with the male lead's character. His character is such a good representation of what a man in love should look like and it's very he's very steadfast he's very invested he's very respectful and protective and i really really liked his character he was always so bubbly happy funny definitely a really good character i love that show i really do um while you were sleeping i have not seen that still healer have not seen it still one of you okay so now i guess i should talk about true beauty since you guys are asking me about true beauty it's been one year since True Beauty aired, and that's when I started to um, make videos on Instagram about it, like Instagram Reels, and my Reels would get like millions of views, honestly. I deleted most of them now because I'm looking back and I'm like, ugh, I was kind of cringy. But um, I don't even think I had TikTok during this time last year, honestly. But True Beauty is 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 it's it's a good show in my opinion like did it have its faults yeah but you know it, it did what it was meant to do it gave what it was meant to give like it was just a comfort it was just like a little cheesy romance that everyone was invested in and i th really think everyone was invested in it for a reason 
Like I really think even though it was a basic show, it was like an enjoyable show. And I think, I think it, like, I'm just gonna appreciate it. I really appreciate the show. I'm upset with what they did with Sojun, but that's another story. Um, Suho from True Beauty. Now listen, I'm not against Suho and Jukyung being together. I think they're perfect together. I think that the writers meant them for be together and it would be weird if she wasn't with him. I think that Suho and Jukyung are perfect for each other's personality. That being said, like Suho was kind of a toxic character and I know some people will disagree with me, but you know, here's what I'm gonna say. The girls that get it, get it, and the girls that don't, don't. Like if you don't think he's toxic, I don't wanna talk about it, you know? But if you do think he's toxic like me, then we can talk about it because I definitely don't think it's worth arguing over because a lot of people get really heated online about Suho. But I will say I liked Suho's character. I did. Like, I thought he was really sweet to her. Was he a bit toxic at times and a bit manipulative at times? Yes. But I'm not going to talk about that. But I definitely like him. I thought him with Chu Young was a good... I thought they, I thought they were a good match, you know what I mean? This one says One Spring Night. I love that show. I think I've rewatched it a few times. It's so comforting. It's so satisfying. I just love the characters in that show. Um, I love the main couple's chemistry, their acting. It's, it's a melodrama, so be prepared to cry, but it's definitely worth it to watch it. This one says Suspicious Partner. I'm only on episode two because I dropped it and then I have yet to get back to it but I might finish it over winter break. This one says Hotel de Luna, also another one I dropped. I dropped it around episode 10 or 12, I don't know. I feel like, again, this is one of those K-dramas where like the main couple, I understand it. Like I feel like they're good together, so it's nothing against the main couple. I just feel like the writers did Lido Hyun's character so dirty because in my opinion, I think his character was so more complex and I think his romance with her had like deep connection like i really think that they could have worked with that but however when they met again it was just like oh they said like a few words and then they like i don't like it just didn't like the build-up didn't seem worth it to me and i just don't like how they handled that part of the storyline and then so from then on i was bored because i was like that was the hit her backstory was like the most interesting part of the drama for me and then when they kind of stopped building on that and especially when it was a big letdown, I was like, oh, all right. This one says my name. I love my name. I think it's such a good drama. I think all the characters are so interesting and complex. I just, I could, I could make a whole podcast episode about how much I love this drama and like go into it. I uh, probably won't because I'm tired, but I think I've talked about it on this podcast before, but it's definitely in the top faves. Like it's, really really good i think everyone should watch it extracurricular haven't seen it because i heard mixed reviews on it flower of evil haven't seen it yet because i'm like not ready for that yet i do love thriller k-dramas but like maybe i'll watch it next year you know what i mean <laughs> like i'm not my mental health is like not ready for that move to heaven a couple people requested move to heaven actually a lot of people asked me what i thought about it it's one of my favorites of all time besties it's a really good K-drama. Move to Heaven is like in my top five, top ten. Um, please watch. Like I really, I really think everyone on the whole planet should watch this show. It's gotten awards for a reason. Lee Ji-hoon is astounding in it. Um, 
the acting is so like the stories are so touching i really feel like it could have a second season as well um i just really love it it's on netflix please go watch it everyone should watch it okay i'm scrolling through and there's just like a lot of k-dramas mentioned here that i just have not seen so and a couple of these k-dramas i've actually already talked about before on this podcast so i won't mention it um yeah I think that's it because a lot of these are like already K-dramas that I've already talked about previously. So yeah, I think I'm going to end talking about that here. Um, I do want to thank you guys for listening and being my safe space on this account. I mean, (laughs) this podcast. Um, I really do want to thank you guys to listen because this is where I can, like I said in the beginning, like talk about my real feelings not like i'm fake on other accounts it's just that like i'm not gonna go on tiktok to twenty thousand people and say i don't feel good today blah, blah, blah. like i don't no one needs to hear that you know what i mean so anyway guys thank you for being here this podcast i have to remind myself that i also made this podcast to literally track my growth as a person so this is for me like this is a podcast for me And I feel like recently I've been forgetting the whole reason I made my social media platforms was for me. Like, for my enjoyment. And I feel like recently I've been feeling pressure to, like, do it for other people. Which I do do this for other people. I really do. But it's just, like, finding that balance, you know? Since it's really hard sometimes. Because I feel overwhelmed and doubt. Like, should I post this? And, like... I think it's just, I want to feel free with what I do on the internet, you know? Not in terms of, like, doing whatever I want, but just, like, you know, making choices based on what I like. And then if other people like it too, that's great, you know? It's not like other people like this, and then, oh, well, I like it. So, yeah. um, Just can't get out of my head that someone really went to my personal Instagram (laughs) and made that video like what the i was so i'm i was i was like what anyways some people don't even know boundaries on this account anyway i want to thank you all for listening and to all of you listening i mean you probably like me and i probably like you so i want to hope you have a good week good start to your monday if you're going through college finals like i am right now i'm dead inside you can probably hear it um It is the Christmas season, it is the holiday season, and maybe next episode I'll talk about, you know, just the holidays and um, things I personally enjoy and want to do during the holidays and K-dramas and other stuff that, you know, are win- you can watch in the winter time. I don't know. I don't know what I'll do next episode, um, but I want to thank you guys for listening and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for not being like those crazy people online to me. (laughs) Thank you for being not invasive. Thank you for just being my friends, you know? Thank you for being my friends, and I love you, and I'll see you next time. Bye.